Does the idea of planning your business finances a year in advance sound daunting? What if I told you with the right tips and tricks, you can do this effortlessly? And today on the Waste Up Wardrobe episode, this one right here, I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine who is a CFO and business strategist who does this with her clients all the time. Do you want to hear about her tricks and tips that she can um, let you in on? Okay. Hold on right there because we're coming back in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for episode 82 of Waste Up Wardrobe. And today we're going to be talking about something that we all can really benefit from. It's about how do you plan your finances a year in advance, especially if you're in business. But really, you know, planning finances applies to all areas of our life. But today we're going to be talking to an expert who helps her clients who own businesses do this for their business. And I'm really excited about bringing her on and really diving deep into her brain and picking her brain about how that all works. But before I go there, I just wanted to say thank you to my super awesome producer, Rick Moscosa, who makes this production amazing and makes everything work seamlessly and effortlessly. And I want to thank my audience for always showing up here and commenting and being part of the dialogue because it is you who makes this uh, show be uh, elevated and really brings a lot of the, the the soul to the show. So thank you for being here. And always remember, we want to hear your thoughts. We want your questions. We want to answer your questions too. So drop some love in the comments and let us know what you're thinking. Give us ideas of your own. And also just, you know, ask the questions you want to ask, because honestly, we are able to connect with so many dynamic experts that have so much uh, knowledge and wealth of information that it would be a missed opportunity if you did not ask the questions um, that come to mind when you're um, exploring this topic. So I want to just brag a little bit about my um, guest today. Debbie Corey is one of the most um, savvy CFOs. And not only is she a CFO, she's a business strategist. So she approaches sort of um, working with her clients from such a different perspective. And we'll be talking all about that. But let me just tell you that she is the owner and CEO of a company called Acumen. And um, she is a strategic CFO company, which is a, a strategic CFO company dedicated to helping business owners increase cash 
increase cash, maximize profit, scale the, and scale their businesses. She's a dedicated and thoughtful business strategist. And that's what I love about Debbie because she's so unique in that she helps the client strategize and plan ahead. And she's dedicated to helping all business owners achieve financial success. She combines a very strong financial acumen with the operational, um, with her op- operational expertise. And Debbie quickly identifies business objecti- objectives, forges ambitious development strategies, and transforms challenges into robust growth opportunities. Um, she's collaborative and confident in her approach. She creates authentic, inclusive work cultures, which de- derive ownership, accountability, and crucial competitive advantage. I mean, how wonderful to have somebody like that on your side in business, right? Um, She is a CPA as well. So on top of all that, she's also a CPA. Debbie speaks publicly and educates her audience on how to um, intertwine numbers and people for successful business outcomes. Oh my goodness. Now that's a unique skill. Thank you for being here, Debbie. Um, uh, Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. And you've been a guest on the show before, but we had a totally different angle last time we were talking. Today's angle is much different and I'm so excited to bring it to the audience. How are you? I am great and it's never too late to plan. I have owners, you know, we'll get into third or fourth quarter and they'll be like, well, it's too late. The year's over. We can't do any planning. What are you talking about? It's never too late to plan your next move. Yeah. I love that. I, I really love that because that was something I was thinking about like, oh, we're in February. I really, you know, would wish I would have thought of doing this show like before January, but I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Well, you know, if you think about it when planning, you know, you talk about planning and it can really be flabbergasting for um, business owners. And we take a really simple one page approach that we can talk about later, but there's some key things to look at in your planning where you don't have to get into the minutia and the details to figure out what your general game plan is for the year and how you're going to get there. Right. And so it's interesting, you know, like, the conversation we're going to have and the angle we're going to take today is about sort of planning a year in advance, right? Of the touch points, the finances and and everything kind of that you can generally control in your business, you know, foresee. Um, But it's also a great show for like um, an assistant to watch to a business owner or somebody that is like the right hand person to a business owner. Wouldn't you agree? I I would totally agree. And if you're sitting in the audience right now and you're like, well, I'm only going to plan 12 months. My answer is no. When we do planning for our our clients, it's 12 months out all the time. You're always looking 12 months out in your business. And that's why I say it's never too late to start a plan because you are where you are today and you can change that. Yes, exactly. So I love that. It's never too late. I mean, that's sort of an approach that one really has to have a mindset around like it's never too late to really start something. And then people do get a little disillusioned around finances because, you know, some, you know, we have so many different um, blocks around money. So there's like all these things that impact us that can make us feel like, oh, it's too late for me, you know, or even like, like a time in life, right? Planning, starting to plan when you're 50 or 60 or, you know, and you think, wow, I I really started too late. Really the approach of it never being too late is so important. Well, I think it's it's critical for success, right? Mm-hmm. Because if if you've made up your mind it's too late, then you might as well just throw in the towel and be done. <laughs> and you know, I know we've got business owners in the in the audience that are very set in what they want to achieve and they just need help achieving it. So we take that finance end and, and use numbers to help you figure out how are you going to get there. 
Right. Yeah. No, I love what you do because you have this different approach and your approach includes people, which is so cool because a lot of people who think about numbers think that it's just a numbers game and that there's no people skills involved. But the way you approach it is so different because you do think about company culture when you're strategizing and how all that intertwines. So we're going to get into all that in just a second. But for I just want the audience to get to know you a little bit better. Um, So, you know, typically we do the 60 seconds get to know you. I throw this or that question. At, out at you, but you've done this before because you've been a guest before. So I'm going to throw something different at you today. And I just was hoping you would let us in on like the the thing that you think most people do not know about you. So I think the thing that most people don't know about me is I play folk guitar. And at 16, I ran the folk group in my church for a year. Oh, that is so cool. Do you still play? I haven't played in a long time. I got married and had kids and it went by the wayside, but I donated my guitars. I had two of them to a great organization here um, that donates instruments to underprivileged kids so they can learn about music. Oh, wonderful. I think that, you know, I think it's so cool to have sort of a, a kind of a musical part of your life, whether it's just listening to great music that you love or playing an instrument or singing. I just think music brings such joy to to life that I think it, it's, it's super cool to have a little bit of that in your life somewhere at some point. So, and it's something I did not know about you. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like to make up silly songs. So if you ever watched Miss Congeniality and she sings silly songs, I do that all the time to my husband. He's like, how do you do that? <laughs> no, I'm not going to put you on the spot and have you make up a silly song, but I'm sure you made up a lot of silly songs around money and strategy. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> yes. I um, I could totally see that. But um, yeah, no, you, I just, this is why I love having you on the show. Cause you are just so wonderful. I love the personality because a lot of people have this misconception about CFOs and accountants and CPAs that they have to be dry and, 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 and serious to be in that profession, but it's not always the case. And you're, and you've got to be example. very people oriented to do what I do. Yeah. Um, people are the heart of your business, whether you, you want to believe that or not. And I mean, we're in an employee shortage and I don't care what industry you're talking to right now, mm-hmm. people need employees and your culture and how you treat your employees will affect your bottom line directly. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, So I want to go ahead and dive into some really, um, you know, meaty questions here about finances and finances for the business and strategy and so forth, because I think um, it's, um, it's really a topic that has become so important, especially these days, more and more, because people need to be more prepared for, you know, what might, might lie ahead, because they've been through uh, instances where, you know, things have shifted and they, they've had to pivot or something like that. So be- before we start, I just wanted to understand more about, um, you know, you're a money strategist, right? You know, yes. think in simple terms, can you help the audience understand more of the scope of the things that you do in that? In that in those terms? Yeah. So one of the first things we teach business owners is what are the cash drivers in your business? And if you're sitting in the audience right now, you're like, well, what's the matter with them? Don't they know it's invoices and sales that drives everything, right? Well, that's not quite right. What also drives your business is how much production your employees can put out. What are you guys having in turnover and what are you paying in employee benefits? 
all of these things affect the business. How your operations work? Are they are they operating effectively, efficiently? Are you getting the most production? Now, that being said, I am not encouraging employers to be slave drivers and 100% productivity out of every employee. That's just crazy town, right? Yeah. But there's a great balance between, you know, what's the optimum that each person should be contributing to the business and helping them understand how that contribution makes the business profitable. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that I see that is sort of the, those little details that, that you really have to care about your client to explore those little details and fill those little gaps. And I love I really love your model and the way you approach this. So thank you for explaining that um, because I think it's what you do is so unique in in your niche. And I I think that so many business owners don't have that strategist behind them. And so, and they end up being the strategist themselves. And how can you, you know, you can do, you're limited when you do that because you can do it, but you're looking at your business a very microscopic way. Whereas when you have somebody that is doing the strategy or helping you with the strategy that they see it in such a different way light and they can approach problems from a different place where you might not think about it because you're so closely connected, don't you think? I do. You know, one of the first things we do when we work with um, business owners is we find out what are their three to five year goals. So where do you want to be in three to five years? Because if we don't know what your goals are, how can we help you get there? We help build your business financial roadmap to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. And a lot of times the business owner has been so involved in the business They haven't stopped to think about it in a while. And so we take some time and talk about, you know, where do you want to be? What are your goals? Do you want to be working in the business? Do you want to sell the business? Do you want to turn it over to somebody else? What is it exactly you want to do? And those are great conversations because they really help us help them stay on track for what they say their goals are. Right. And, um, you know, so you're in some ways you're like a mentor, you're a coach, you're a guide. Um, in addition to understanding the numbers and try and being able to figure that out and project those, um, do you feel that that sometimes or that is your role a lot? I, I do. We become a strategic advisor, right, to the business owner. And when you think about it, you know, there was all these things if um, about melding personal life and, you know, separating personal life, separating business life. Here's the truth. When you're a business owner, it's like this. Yeah. Sometimes your personal life takes over. Sometimes your business life takes over. We just want to make sure that you're staying on the main track that you said you wanted to do. And that doesn't mean you can't pivot we're just there to remind you about the things that you said you wanted to accomplish. And is that going to get you there? Those decisions that you're making, are, is it going to help you move in the right direction? Yeah. You know, I, you said something so profound and it's so true. Um, is that the, as a business owner, yes, the, the, the business and the personal life do intertwine like it or not, you know, the person behind a business is a human being who has all these personal things. Right. And so attention has to be given to that. But like you said, you just keep them on the track so that they, even though those things mesh together, they are appropriately separated when it comes to technicalities. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I feel like as business owners, you know, we can set ourselves up for this, this, this success, right? But we end up, like you said, either somebody will say, well, it's too late or I'm too busy or whatnot. But the, a little bit of planning ahead, a little bit of strategy um, can go a long way. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I think the biggest number that needs to be planned out for the year is sales. And so I'll hear a lot of business owners, they'll maybe they'll be at $5 million worth of sales this year. And they say next year, they're going to do 10 million. And I'm like, that's awesome. How are we going to get there? Right. Right. And then I get that deer in the headlights look, right? Because they've got this, they're, they're the visionary and they want to get to the 10 million. And I'm like, okay, well, let's break it down. How many repeat clients are you going to have next year? Because, you know, that's a baseline. How many new clients do we need to go after to get you to that 10 million? And oh, by the way, do we have the infrastructure in place in your company to to double? How many new employees do we need to hire? You know, what does your organization look like? So we help them at a big, high level, figure out what does the company look like to get them to where they want to go. I mean, it's, it's an incredible service. I mean, if I had one company that would help me not only would support my vision, so the visionary in me, but also help me stay connected to the reality of how to get there. I mean, that is a pretty, pretty powerful um, tool in your toolbox, a pretty powerful board member. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. that, cause a lot of times you have the visionary, but the visionary isn't thinking about the technical stuff that will get you there, like all those things you just listed, right? So to have one person having that overall bird's eye view can be really can really propel a um, a business into success and help people reach their goals. And I, you know, I, I just think it's wonderful what you do. Thank, thank you, thank you very much. It's a joy to see business owners accomplish what they plan to do. And being a part of the team and and watching them just grow their businesses and do the things that they set out to do. It's amazing. I get to work with so many amazing people. Yeah, it has to be very rewarding when people hit those goals. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally can see that. Um, Because you know, finances around finances and money, people get there's so much around it emotionally too. So when you actually see it working when you see it being a well-oiled machine because you've thought about it and strategized and put things into place, it feels like, okay, I can do this, right? It helps the visionary feel like, okay, I can get to this, you know, big audacious goal. Well, in tracking, tracking is really important to get to where you want to go. So I, you know, I cannot believe it is February 24th, right? Yeah. And so if I wasn't tracking, you know, where are my, where's my revenue going to come from? Who's in my funnel? When do I think things are going to close? Then I wouldn't know where I was on my sales plan for the year. So there's tracking and number tracking. There's just really simple things that we teach business owners to do to make sure they're on track. And if they're off track, what can we adjust 12 months out to get us back on? Yeah. You know, and sales doesn't have to be organic either. Um, you and I were having a great conversation before everything started and people are like all of a sudden just ghosting their industries. Yeah. And there are a lot of clients to be picked up if your ears and eyes are open. And there's also baby boomers getting ready to sell their businesses. You know, the example I gave where somebody wanted to go from 5 million to 10 million, well, 5 million of it could be an acquisition. There's yeah. all kinds of ways to get to where you want to go when you have goals. See, that is so brilliant. Now, do you get involved in that? Like if somebody came to you and said that, like, I want to go from 5 million to 10 million, do you help with the brainstorming of ideas of, okay, well, maybe it's an acquisition. Maybe it's this this way, yep, this way. I do. And then, you know, we have people in our network that, you know, they're business brokers and all different kinds of people that can help them. Wow. 
I mean, full, it's really a full service. So if there's, you know, what's the most important thing, you know, a company leader should do to ensure a good financial strategy for the year? If there's like one thing that they should lay out, is it the tracking? Is it something else? What is it exactly? Tell their employees what the goals are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell the employees if 10 million is the goal for the year, share it with your employees, share your big vision, because if they're not on board, you're not going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it or not, they're, and and the thing is too, you know, this is part of the company culture and building in that desire and motivation of each person to contribute in the best way they can. And so if they don't know what they're working toward, or if they don't care because the the company culture is weakened, then yeah, it's not going to be a well-oiled machine. No. And it it can't be all the visionary either. You've got to have everybody involved in the game to be successful. Yeah. And it is a game. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like money is a complete game, right? Um, People, you know, money's a game. You have to have strategy. You have to think about um, the next move and it is a complete game, but you have to do the thinking and you have to lay out some touch points. So it, I totally agree, um, with that. And, you know, it's interesting cause you say involve the employees. So that's exactly, you know, what business owners, you know, we always think about, um, when we're hiring a new person to share the vision, to make it so that it matters, not just that it's a, it's a paycheck they're getting, but it matters because they contribute to something bigger than themselves. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I believe you need to um, make sure that the person fits your culture, because yeah. if they don't fit your culture, they will not be successful for you. Right. And right. so whatever your culture is in your business, whatever your values are, like the top three, four five things that you insist all employees must have, you know, the core values of your company, it's important whoever you hire meets them because if they do, their chances of success and contributed positively to your company are immense. Yeah. So, and and that's really hard right now with a a shortage of employees, right? In this job market, Mm -hmm. the biggest way you can hurt your business is by hiring somebody that doesn't fit your culture. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like because of this mass exodus of people out of the businesses and sort of, they call it what they call it the, the great, um, there's a word for it, a great exit or whatever that people are doing, they're shifting careers or selling businesses. I feel people are really trying to hone in on what really inspires them, what they really want to do. And that's why I feel that's part of why there's a shortage of employees because people are just like, I can work from home and I can have the life of my dreams instead of, you know, doing a nine to five job. And so for that reason, I think you'll have a good chance of finding people that really want to contribute to a business like yours because the people are really rethinking of living their best lives and living, you know, a life of fulfillment. Um, you know, that's just an inference by me. I don't know that it's, it's not like there's no statistics around it that I know of, but, um, but do you, have you seen any of that? Like people are really, I I have, and and people want to know what are your causes you're contributing to as a company? Mm. They want to know you're going to give a good work-life balance. So like at my company, we work four days. If you might be Monday through Thursday, or you might work Tuesday through Friday, but you have three days off. Yeah. So that was one of the things I did at my company and full-time at my company's 30 hours. And then they get a paid week between Christmas and new year's and they have six other paid holidays. There's lots of non 
cost to you things that you can do to make employment attractive to employees and, and be beneficial. And if you're a business owner sitting there right now and saying, why the heck isn't she talking about sales? Why the heck is she keep talking about employees? That's just an expense. You're right. It is an expense because if you have high turnover, you are leaving a lot of money on the table. Do you know the average Productivity loss to train a new employee, depending on your business, is anywhere from five thousand per employee to twenty five k. Yeah, depending yeah. on what you do. Yeah, that's people, huge. People don't realize that the cost of losing a, um, a, an employee is so taxing on the business, not only financially but emotionally. Right? When well, it's you, emotional. It's training time wasted in, yeah. in training, right? Because now you've got to hire people, you've got to retrain, you've got to get your employees to cover this employee that left. So there's all these side things that happen when you have high turnover that really hurt your business and hurt your productivity. Yeah. So, you know, figuring out what is it about your business that's unique and, and makes employees want to stay so that you make the right kind of hires is really key. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wanted to bring up one thing that happens a lot in business to business owners who are just devoted to their work, because I want your opinion on it. You know, um, there are company owners, I, I know so many of them that, you know, they they kind of struggle with allocation of profits. I know so many company owners are very successful, but they never pay themselves. They just keep pouring the money back into the business and they don't really pay themselves. Um, do you have any thoughts around that? Oh, or? oh I most certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. When I work with clients, the first thing we do is set their paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you might be like, well, I can't afford a paycheck. Well, when are you going to afford your paycheck? If you don't sit down and say, this is what I'm going to pay myself. Right. Like what's the point of having a business if you can't pay yourself? Exactly. So, you know, we help them set down what their paycheck's going to be. And that may be an owner's draw. You may be sitting there saying, well, I do a schedule C and I just take an owner's draw. Well, you still need to know what that amount is every month that you're going to pull from the business. Yeah. And if you're not making it, you need to figure out what you need to do in your sales or what costs you need to cut to, to make your paycheck. I always advise people go to the sales first, get your sales, get more clients, look at your price to make the money you deserve. Because if you're feeling really bad about your business right now, it's probably because you're not taking a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's so taxing because you get, you get discouraged. You feel like you're not getting anywhere. You know that you're bringing in p clients and you're making money, but nothing's coming into your pocket. I mean, I, I never really, I mean, I, I understand why people do that, but it just, you can't do that long-term. It's just really, really, it's not the point of owning a business. You can have freedom, financial freedom, exactly. freedom, right? Right. And you know, a paycheck, when you break it down per month is not that much money, guys, gals, yeah. so, you know, just figure out how much more in sales you have to do to pay yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Such a, such an important thing to think about. Do you have any tools, Debbie, or, um, specific tools or tips that can help with laying out that strategy for a year or, you know, that you use, or you can recommend to. to Absolutely. So uh, we have a really simple one page strategy plan that um, we give away for free. And so um, I'm not sure how your listeners contact us. I know you told me, but I, yeah. I know well, you we'll bring it up them. now. 
how they can do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be able to offer that to the viewers. So it's hashtag plan, prosper, and shine. You put that in the comments plan, prosper, and shine. And um, if you put that in the in the comments and we know who you are, we can get that to you. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. Because, you know, I think a lot of times people just don't know what to do. They need to be told what to do, right? So, so you being, uh, and you supporting the businesses and the clients that you do, I mean, it's such peace of mind, right? And then some people don't know where to start. So this could be a really good catalyst to get people thinking about what the plan could look like and what they can, the touch points they need to hit. So thank you for that. Yeah, it, it, it's a very high level look. And that's, and that's where you start at a high level. It doesn't have to be detailed or 40 pages long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes where people put it off. I mean, you know, sometimes what happens is when you start a business, you are really good at what you do. You start making money, you start making a lot of money, and then you get caught up in the weeds of that every day, right? So you forget about the structure, the infrastructure, the planning that you have to put underlying. And that's why I think where people get into trouble, right? Because then you know, bills don't get paid because you're so busy churning, right. <laughs> you know, or you, you'd miss that you have this amount of taxes due because you're just busy doing the work. Have you seen that happen? I, I bet you I have. have, I have seen that happen. So we have meetings with our clients to pull them back out of the day to day and tell them, you know, how did we do for the month? How did we do for the quarter? And then we don't just report on that because that's really not helpful, right? So what we talk about are, are what are the things we see that they can do differently or improve on or change so that they can make better profits and money. Yeah. No, it's so critical. I mean, the, that strategy, that being able to think about the strategy and doing it on a strategy and doing it on a regular basis so that um, you can really see results, right? I mean, you have to be consistent too, right? You can't just start strategizing at the beginning of the year and then it fall off the, the, you know, fall off the, the plan, right? And that's the idea of kind of looking at it as a full year in advance. That, that is, and we're kind of the accountability partner for the business owner, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we help them review what they said they were going to do. Where are they? And then what do we need to change to get to where we want to go? Yeah. So with that hashtag plan, prosper and shine, and uh, Rick will bring it up again here on the screen, hashtag plan, prosper and shine. I know it's pretty long, but it says it all. <laughs> it says everything that Debbie does. You can get Debbie's checklist for how to start laying down that um, that plan, you know, so, de so definitely take advantage of this because I mean, Debbie, you're brilliant. I want as many people to be touched by your brilliance as possible and get whatever tools that you recommend. Because I think, I think we, as again, as business owners are so ingrained in what we do, we love what we do so much, but we forget that it's a business and it needs to run and it needs strategy to run and it needs, and, and you, you got to make money. And you got to make money and you got to pay you yourself money and you got to yes. pay yourself. Yes. Yes, for sure. So, um, so as a strategist, can you just give us like a top level understanding of the process you walk a client to? I know I'm kind of, I might be, I might be pushing the limits here, but if you could give us like a top level understanding of the process of your strategizing, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So we start with that question that I told you this, the very first question we ask is where do you want to be? in three to five years. Um, what do you think's getting in your way today? What is it? Is it money? Is it employees, clients, tech? Um, 
what are the barriers that you want to overcome this coming year to get to where you want to go? And then, you know, what kind of reporting have you been getting? You know, do you you get monthly financial statements? Do you know what a cash flow statement is? Have you guys ever done forecasts before? My favorite ones to ask about forecasts for people that are just getting started out because they're like, well, I can't do a forecast. I'm in retail. (laughs) And I'm like, well, if you're in retail, you probably should have a marketing budget and we should have goals about, you know, how many people you want to bring in and what does sales look like. And it's helping people understand that you've got a plan for where you want to go and what you want to do. Yeah. And so it's like anything, you know, if you think you have a goal for a triathlon, right. And you're going to run, you can't just show up to the triathlon and think everything's going to work. Right. You have to have a training plan. And so what we do is we help people have a finance plan. Yes. See, I love that analogy. People can really understand and relate to that. You just don't, you don't just jump into a marathon, right? You have to right. plan, you have to practice, you have to do all these things, touch points and, 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 and so you're ready to, to reach the goal, right? Which is getting to the finish line. So that's correct. Yeah, no, that's a great, great analogy. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this at the top of the show, but the year's already begun a little bit. And if someone's listening to this today and gets really inspired to like get started, right. And build a strategy for the year. Um, do you recommend they, where do you recommend they start with that ultimate question or what do you, how do you recommend they get started? I would recommend they get started with that one page planner that yeah. um, we're going to offer for free. Yes. So, you know, they can look at that, figure out where they want to be in the next 12 months. Doesn't have to just be this year. And open up your mind. Don't cap yourself to what's happening in this year. Always look 12 months out. Yes. Minimum. Yes. Yes. So yeah. with the hashtag plan prosper and shine, we will get you that checklist. So put it in there so we know who you are and who wants it. And you know, at the very end of the show, you've done this before with me, Debbie, I love to wrap up and give everybody sort of that summary of the show. So if there's one takeaway, just one takeaway that everybody, you know, somebody listening to this could walk away from today, what would that one takeaway be? No, one takeaway is if you don't plan, you won't get there. Wow. I mean, that is pretty powerful because, you know, you can't just shoot from the hip, you know, and Debbie uh, is here and she put in the hashtag plan, prosper and shine. And uh, um, we, um, I'm so grateful that you're able to give this to us and to the viewers, um, Debbie. So anyway, so the tip, I'll say that the tool is actually this this, this checklist that you're going to give everybody. How about like a few tips to get people thinking about how to plan or what to do when they're strategizing? Well, I, there's, first of all, you need to know your sales goal Mm -hmm. and you need to know, this is the one everybody misses. You need to know how much profit you want to make. It's very important. And um, if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I don't want a profitable business because I might have to pay taxes. Oh, good. Good point. Tell us about that. (laughs) Well, here's the right answer. Um, If you're not making money, you can't get lines of credit from the bank. If you're not making money, you can't go buy a house. If you're not making money, why are you in business? Because you have to pay taxes to be profitable. That's right. If you're paying taxes, paying taxes is good. That being said, we only want to pay the amount we owe the IRS and we want to do good tax planning. But you 
want to be able to say you're paying taxes because that means you're profitable. And that is great news. That is exactly right. And so do you help people with the tax planning part too? We do. Wow. It's just like a full service, like business structure, what you do. Yeah. So we do CFO services, accounting back office and tax planning. We're not a CPA firm. But we do the we do the operations. That's what I tell people. We handle your finance operations for you. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Really, so needed. Everybody should have somebody like you. Um, and finally, an action item to propel people into action: share with your employees what your goals are for this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. And Debbie's here and she's saying that her accountant's account once said, the bad news is you owe X. The good news is that you have it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. I mean, sometimes when I'm cutting those checks to my vendors or my somebody that's helping me out, I'm like, I get to pay this. I get to do this. Right. Right. And, um, and I think if you just change the mindset around that and, um, be grateful you have the money to pay it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, so with that, that's the waste up wardrobe weekly wrap up in a nutshell. Thank you, Debbie, for being here. I am so thrilled that you're able to come back on and, and you're just brilliant and everybody needs somebody like you in their repertoire. And so, You are a lucky person if you decided to be here today in the audience. And if you haven't been able to join us, join us on the replay. And you know we're here every Thursday at 1130, same time, same place, on the Facebook page at Waste Up Wardrobe. So join us next week again as we bring you a a nice new fresh topic that's hip and happening and relevant to your virtual presence, but also your entrepreneurial life. And so we'll see you again then. 